0: You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, episode number 24. You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, a podcast and community for women just like you. Women who have put themselves on the back burner for so many years as we live the college, job, plus mortgage, plus career, plus parenting life, but are ready to now press the reset button and start creating a life that sets our souls on fire. Pull up a seat Grab a cup of coffee and come listen to conversations with real women just like you who are learning how to create a fulfilled life around eating well, living well, and traveling often. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today in episode 24, we are actually going to be talking with Kat Downs from Crunchycat.com. I actually connected with Kat in a blogger group that we are both in and we both share the same passion for, for creating a healthy lifestyle that works for each of us as individuals. And Kat not only is a food blogger, but she's also a wellness Blogger who has a passion for creating what I would call a holistic, healthy lifestyle that works for you as an individual. Because she not only shares healthy recipes, but she also shares great resources on healthy beauty products and um, body products that we put on our skin, which can also affect our overall health and wellness. So let's jump right into the episode with Kat. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Kat Downs with us from Crunchy Cat. Uh, Kat is joining us for a Live Well episode. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to have you. Um, I actually connected with Kat in a blogger group, and we both share the same passion for you know, essentially creating a healthy lifestyle that works for us as individuals. Um, but before we dive into that topic, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about
1: your background and the story behind Crunchy Cat? Awesome. Thank you. So yeah, I'm, I'm Kat and I am the owner of CrunchyCat.com, And so I create content mostly around just like Jennifer said, living well, as it relates to healthy living and also green beauty, uh, specifically for women. But you know, there's some other products like lotions and body washes and stuff that apply to everybody. Uh, But the reason that I kind of got into this is more because of some struggles that I was having, really, that started all the way back in high school for me. I started having stomach aches pretty regularly, and I could never find the cure or never find what was going to work for me to help uh, alleviate those symptoms. So I tried giving up dairy, but at that time, soy was kind of the big replacement mm-hmm. for dairy at that time and as we know now soy is maybe not that great for you but right been kind of a work in progress ever since high school and i just i i started the site about a little over a year ago and i started it because i felt like i'm just a normal person i have a 9 to 5 job and i know there are other people out there who are struggling and trying to find the things that work for them And it can be really complicated. And so I wanted to present information in a easy to digest format and just help people find what they need. Just like I was trying to find what I need. Yes. I love it. So
0: that's interesting because we both have, um, almost very, uh, identical or similar uh, reasonings behind why we started our blogs. Like for me, um, I wanted to document my own transition to, you know, improving my overall nutrition and healthy lifestyle. But more importantly, um, I, like you, I struggled with so many food sensitivities and not even realizing they were sensitivities. And so I wanted to create recipes, you know, for, uh, for other people out there that might be experiencing the same symptoms. And then my frustration came when I started to try to clean up my, um, You know my my nutrition, and I have a severe nut allergy, and I was um, very frustrated that you know I felt like everything was like nut flour and almond milk, and and you know here's a trail mix, and here's a you know a power ball, an energy ball made with cashews. I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh, like are there healthy recipes out there that don't have nuts? And so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna make my own resource for people that might be in the same position. So. So I think it's interesting that, that several of us as food bloggers we start really to document our own experience and to help other people that might be um, in the in the same situation, especially when it comes to food sensitivities because as you said, it goes back to high school and for you and I think there's so many um, of us out there that you know probably have food sensitivities or have some sort of ailment, whether it's stomach aches or stomach issues or GI issues or constant indigestion or whatever, that it really resorts, you know, really comes down to like food and possibly toxins and and that we're putting in our body through the, the food choices that we're making. And so that's kind of why I, I love to have these episodes on the podcast because I feel like the more we have this conversation openly, the more I hope someone's listening and like, oh my gosh, like You mean like that stomach ache that I've had for 10 years isn't normal and it could just be food and I shouldn't, you know, take (laughs) this medicine every day for it instead of maybe like go get to the source. So, so I'm excited to talk to talk more about this.
1: Yes, that's so true. And it's so funny because I was listening to your first episode and you were describing a story of talking to your mom, I think it was. And Uh you comment that after every time you ate, you'd make a comment that you didn't feel well. And that exact thing happened to me, except the person in the story was my then, well, now husband, Uh then boyfriend. And he said, you know, every time you eat, do you know that you say that you don't feel well? (laughs) Right. And so I didn't even realize that, that that was affecting me. And that Mm -hmm. it was so constant um so it's just yeah because yeah, it, it becomes that
0: oh that's awesome that's awesome um it cuz it you know it becomes your norm and you don't even realize like how much of a norm it's become and in, like into like you know like in my situation where my mom was like you know you say that all the time like every day you say you don't feel good i'm like you know you're right because i don't feel good yes, <laughs> um yeah totally. so i'm glad that you like connected with that because that that is, that is not normal. You know what I mean? Like, I think there Mm -hmm. are people out there that are doing that. And I just want people to realize that like, that's not how we should have to feel every day.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: So, um, how did you like, and I know you shared your story a little bit, you know, um, your journey, on your blog, but how did you find like what worked for you? Was it just trial and error or, 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 and do you feel like you found the source of like what was causing those problems or was it still just an ongoing, you know, learning adventure?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, in the effort of full disclosure, I probably am not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm somewhere on that journey and I'm definitely, you know, closer to the 10 than maybe, uh-huh. uh, uh, And so I am still, it is still a work in progress for me, but I know there are some things and I have identified some things along the way that I can tell, make a big difference, either that I have added them in or cut them out, just depending on what those products are.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, I like, yeah, it's been a work in progress and it Mm -hmm. still is, is ongoing.
0: And I would say I could, Totally relate while I know. I mean, obviously, my nut allergy like that one's a given, yeah. That's <laughs> um, <serious. laughs> yeah, that one I know. I, I, um, but like I've done the same thing, like I've eliminated dairy and you know, gluten and and, and certain other uh, certain food groups, and it's still it's still kind of a mystery. Like for the most part, like you said, like I feel a hundred times better, but then I'll still have occasionally like a symptom will come back, and I'm like, okay, well, like you know, like what. What, what am I le- letting into my body that maybe I wasn't before? I've considered, you know, actually having full-blown like a full allergy panel just to see if there's other maybe, you know, smaller ingredients um, yeah. like corn or things like that that I could possibly be allergic to that's maybe causing just like some slight inflammation. Um, but like you said, it is, if you're just trying to do an elimination diet on your own, um, okay. it is kind of a trial and error, you know, and you're just kind of searching for, you know, what... And just, you know, what makes you feel better and what doesn't, but definitely, uh, definitely an ongoing saga, uh, unless okay. you actually go and get like full blown, you know, as uh, food sensitivity p- uh, panel done. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me what are some of your favorite go-to, um, because you kind of you you not only talk about food on your blog, but you also talk about healthy products on our bodies and makeup. And we'll get into those in a, in, a, in a minute, but what are some of your favorite go-to healthy living resources that you have found that has helped you as you have gone through your journey of trying to find what works for you?
1: Yeah. Um, So actually I'm a huge kind of blog junkie and that's really what led me to start my own is figuring that I could add some information as well. But uh, let's see. So for food, I really like um, a woman named Sarah. She's out of Seattle, Washington, and she has a site called Simply Real Health. Uh She has one cookbook. I think she's in the process of developing another one. So I just really like her approach to Checking your ingredient labels, things like that. I feel like she does a lot of research for her audience and then taking out some of the guesswork mm-hmm. um, for the for the reader. So I love her. Um, I also like Kelsey. From littlebitsof.com. So I think her Instagram is littlebitsofrealfood. So on Instagram, she does mostly food and kind of Whole30 paleo-focused, mm-hmm. which I would say for the most part is where my diet is these days uh-huh. um, with more of a paleo focus, not uh, super, super strict, but yeah. in general yeah. – uh, and then I also like nutritionstripped.com. I think she also does a really good job of presenting some information and just helpful tips and, and tools for people.
0: Great, great. So in terms
1: of food, but then in just overall wellness, I think there are two sites that I really like, the Chalkboard Mag and Well and Good, which are two just kind of aggregator sites in a way. They have their uh, own articles that you can read and always presenting new and different information, which is just really informative.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we will include links to all of those uh, recommended sites in the show notes, but I mean, there's so much information out there on the internet that yes. sometimes it's hard to weed through it all and find, you know, the good ones. So anytime someone has a recommendation, I always like to kind of share those with the listeners um, because that way they can just go straight to it and find it. But um, yeah. So tell me about, Okay. So let's, let's shift gears and talk about your interest in safe beauty products. Was that kind of something that evolved? Um, yes. or, uh, okay. So tell me about, tell me, tell
1: me about your story, um, into uh, safe beauty products. Yeah. Well, so it kind of starts again all the way back in high school, but unrelated to the stomach aches. I used to spend all my money at Sephora as a teacher. <laughs> I was a huge beauty. I really, was a product hoarder. And uh-huh. I I don't wear a ton of makeup, but I loved buying new products, and I just loved going in there and spending literally every penny I had. And I think somewhere after college, kind of first working a little bit later than that, really, I think the first site I found was Integrity Botanicals, and realized was like, huh, what are the ingredients that are in mm-hmm. our common products like lotions and body washes and things that you're putting on maybe every day. Whereas there might be some makeup that you use like on special occasions or date nights or something like that, that you're not using all the time. But then the more research I was doing into some of those ingredients, the more I realized that here in the U.S., we really don't have very strict standards around our beauty products, whereas other countries like the U.K. have banned thousands more than we have. Yes. Um, And so just realizing the importance of reading your labels just like you'd read a food label. And so then, like I said, that developed a couple of years ago. And then I think it's also a growing field and industry. And so there's a lot more options than there were like five to ten years ago. So that's really nice. There's just more variety and before you had to order everything online, and at least if you live in some bigger cities now, you're able to visit some of those stores and try stuff on and see if you like the texture, the color and I know that's really important to some people, so the good news is mm-hmm. that stuff is becoming more available, which is great
0: yeah, and you know when i I can say for I can speak for myself that when I first started, you know kind of like thinking you know, more about my health in general, um, you know, like nutrition and, and, and what I'm putting in my body. And then like, I started to realize like, wow, like I, then I was, my eyes were opened to the whole, you know, safe beauty products. And, and like you said, the lotions, the, the shampoos, the makeup, and because you, you know, you don't even think about it cause you're putting it on your skin, but really that's being absorbed. And so a lot of times you don't even I think people don't realize that like your skin is an organ and it's absorbing everything that you're putting on it. And like you said, when I started to do research about the ingredients that were in common beauty products, and like you said, um, we have very different regulations, um, for products, you know, in the States compared to, like you said, other countries. Um, and when I started doing the research, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm putting some terrible, terrible things on my skin. And then, like you said, but finding access to some of those products proved to be a little more, you know, difficult. They are showing up in more of the everyday, um, you know, uh, health and beauty type stores. Like, I know, like, around here... You know, like, of course, like a a whole foods or sprouts or health, you know, grocery, you can find some of those products, but I can say that even like around here in the Midwest, like we have a chain store called like Walgreens or CVS that are, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that that are you know pharmacy type stores, and they're starting to carry a little more of the natural products. So I think the more demand there is, the more there there are um, the, you know the more stores are carrying them but but i I like that you bring that focus into your blog because it's 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 more than just the food you eat, but it's also the the products that you're putting on your skin because those are essentially being absorbed into your system as well and can be causing problems um, that you don't even realize so,
1: Right, yeah, definitely. And just to add that you were mentioning some of the kind of chain stores mm-hmm. and uh, places that you can get it, even Target now is carrying a few different lines, which is really helpful. They don't have a huge, huge selection, but if maybe Target's your only option where you live, that's still a great option and you
0: know what? Um, I was just at Walmart um and I just happened to go down an aisle, and they had a whole section. Of um, organic or you know the the healthier, and, yeah, you know, safer products, and I was like, wow, you know they don't call them out. It was like a little bitty section on the bottom <laughs> of the health, yeah, That's right, right. they were suction. there. So so yeah. So again, I really think you know as the consumer, if we continue, you know, we push for the demand for these types of safer products you know, we might get some more, um, on the shelves, but I do think people like the big chain stores are listening and slowly starting to add them yeah, back You know, add, add them into, into their selection. Definitely. I agree. So, What are some of your favorite, um, safer, uh, beauty products?
1: Yeah. Gosh, this list could get really long. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think for body wash, I've switched to a company called Dr. Bronner's which that's pretty well-known and pretty widely available in a lot of places. Um, like you mentioned, Whole Foods sells them. I know Sprouts sells them. Uh, you can get that, I think, well, Target in my area does, Walmart does. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so for body wash, that's one of my favorites. And also just a quick aside, you can use that for a lot of different things. You can use it for shampoo. You can use it for face wash. You can mix it depending on the scent that you get. You can mix it and make a household cleaner. Like it has a lot of options. Oh, awesome. Um, I like a company called InnerSense uh, for shampoo and conditioner and leave-in conditioner. That one's great. I have a lot of shampoo, and I'm again, I'm a product junkie, so I have a <laughs> lot of options for a lot of different things in my shower and bathroom. I like um, Hint Beauty. They have a great concealer, a great mascara. It's definitely one of the best mascaras that I've found. Uh, And then the other one is probably Lily Lolo uh, or Lily Lola. Um, I can't remember how it's spelled right now, but um, they're out of the UK and Canada, but they sell in the US now. And Well People is another great brand. That's actually one I know you can get at Target. And they have mascara, concealer, lip balms you know, um cheek mm-hmm. stuff, blush, bronzer. I like their bronzer a lot. They come it comes in both a powder and a stick form, which is great. And then um let's see. Oh and I the for I'm a more of a tinted moisturizer kind of girl. Uh-huh. So I really like a company called Suntegrity. And they have a five in one tinted moisturizer. It has SPF, which is awesome. So those are probably a few of my faves.
0: You know, I, uh, I'm glad you ended on sunscreen because, or, or you know, j- because sunscreen in general is one of the first, um, uh, products that I, you know, really investigated, you know, cause I was using it on my kids. I mean, granted they were older and then my grandkids and I was like, um, I'm putting some terrible stuff on their skin. Yes. Um, and so there, so that, that, that reminded me of, of even, you know, down to lotions and sunscreens, um, you know, have, can ca- carry some pretty toxic, uh, ingredients. Have you ever used beauty counter,
1: uh, face products or makeup? I have. What yeah. do you think about those? Did you like them? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, uh, it's funny. I get a lot of questions. About <laughs> counter, um, and I have used some of their stuff and I do think it's, it's a, it performs well. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: I did like, um, I gave their charcoal mask, uh, a run and I did like, I did like it, but um, I'm terrible about keeping up with (laughs) products.
1: Yeah. No, it's hard. And I have so many, like, I love face masks, but I actually never remember to use them at right, the right Cause time. Right? Because it's really like a scheduled event. <laughs> it is. I've actually put it on my phone at, like, as a alarm on my phone to remind myself to do a face mask, which is kind of not the point of self-care, but <laughs> right? I guess maybe if you have to schedule it, it's okay.
0: It is a scheduled event. I'm like, okay, I need to block out a good, you know, 45 minutes or longer to like put this mask on, let it sit, wash it off. I mean, I guess you could make a whole event of it, but yeah, that's, that's for me. Like if I'm going, going, going and like in a hurry, like I never think to like just chill and let
1: the mask sit and do its thing. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. It's so true. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk strategy. So in
0: each episode, I like to try to talk about strategy, strategies around whatever topic we're talking about. So in, um, because we're talking about finding what works for you in terms of creating a healthy lifestyle around maybe food sensitivities or just finding what works for your body. Um, what are some strategies for how someone can approach, uh, without, you know, in lieu of completely wiping out everything and just like going all in, like what are some strategies for someone kind of testing out the waters and making that conversion?
1: Yeah. I think my first piece of advice and really what I tell almost everyone is just start small. It's okay to just start with one thing and you don't need to overhaul your diet or your skincare routine or, you know, your whole makeup bag at once. You don't have to start over and and do everything else. Some people choose to do that because they're more of an all or nothing Mm -hmm. person, but you do not have to do that. So I think, yeah, figuring out maybe one item, whether it's for your food you know, closet and pantry or your makeup bag, just pick one item. Maybe you ran out of mascara, so now it's time to just try something new. Or you ran out of your favorite protein powder, so you want to look for a different one with some cleaner ingredients. But yeah, my advice is always to start small. And then especially when it comes to the makeup stuff, again, you can start with the thing that you run out of, or you can start with what covers the biggest surface area. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's lotion or body wash for you and just switch those out first and then keep going. Once you find something that you like,
0: I think that's, I think that's really good advice because especially like, you know, if I, uh, you know, in finding what works for you, I mean, if you don't want to go out and buy a whole line of, you know, a face, group and then realize that like, it doesn't mesh with your scanner. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. You don't like, you know, you don't like how it works. And so I like that approach in both the kitchen and, you know, um, in terms of skincare is, you know, just to slowly ease into it. I can remember, um, I, and I think I talked about this in one of my previous episodes when I, you know, first wanted to, you know, like clean up my nutrition, like I went the route of, okay, I'm going to buy every single health food item I've ever seen in a, in a magazine or on a commercial or wherever. And, um, what happened is I had a lot of stuff that I didn't like that I didn't need and a big hole in my bank account. from <laughs> And so like you said, like I just started with either one ingredient swap, And slowly did that. And then in terms of meals, like I might've started with, okay, like, let's just start with healthier dinners, you know, and doing some ingredient scraps there and then maybe branch into, you know, lunch and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, or maybe just trying to focus on like, okay, I'm going to work on getting more vegetables into my diet and not worry about, you know you know, swapping out any kind of grains or anything like that. So I definitely think the best strategy is if you're going to find what works for you is to ease into it. And like you said, if the, if you are all or none person, I mean, you can try that route, but and you may end up, you know, going back and, you know, starting over again. <laughs>
1: Right, right. As you were saying that, I was uh, thinking about another nutritionist that I really like, and her name's Kelly Levesque, and she's been in the news a lot recently because she released a book over the summer called Body Love, which I also love. But she, when she's talking about her approach for people, she's telling them to pick the meal that they're kind of least tied to or least emotionally attached to, and then start switching things out from that meal so that you're not giving away your favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And That's I think a, a lot of, yeah, I think I thought it was wise. And then I feel like for a lot of people, they think, oh, I I'm supposed to give up gluten and dairy. I hear so much about gluten and dairy. Yes. And I have to give up those. And they're like, well, I'm never giving up those. Those are my favorite things in the world. Well, don't start with those. Start yep. with something else that you're not as attached to and see if that helps you. And if it doesn't, then gradually move forward and you don't have to give up gluten and dairy right from the get go. Unless you think that is the thing that Is really gonna help you. Yeah, yeah. Most people are like, no, don't take away my favorite food.
0: (laughs) And, And and keep it simple. Um, I think that um that would be and you know strategy number two is to keep it simple. Uh, you don't. I mean, especially if you're out there on Instagram and you know you're seeing these like gorgeous overflowing you know, bowls of every sort of, you know, superfood smoothie in a bowl kind of, you know, recipe or these complicated recipes. And you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go out and buy bee pollen and hemp seed and all this stuff. And like, next thing you know, I have like a $45 bowl in my hand, but you know, I mean, healthy, like it doesn't have to be that complex, you know, when you're first starting out, just, just make a simple transition. Like for me, like it was as simple as, you know, testing out, rice noodles instead of, you know, bleached spaghetti noodles or, you know, trying out spaghetti squash instead of spaghetti noodles. I mean, like I did things like that or like, um, taking our favorite, like are some of our favorite foods and trying to like remove some of those ingredients that, um, uh, at that point I'd realized it bothered me. So like, we love, anything and everything Buffalo in our house. In
1: Ooh, fact, I love Buffalo. In fact,
0: we just had Buffalo chicken tonight, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like in, I just switched and used you know, like I'll use a gluten-free flour on the outside. If we want breaded or a lot of times we'll do just the naked wings um, but if they want like a breaded and like my kids like want like a breaded buffalo chicken sandwich, um, you know, I just swapped out a gluten-free flour or a tapioca flour or something for, it and we could still enjoy, and I just don't use the bun and you know, you can still enjoy your favorite things, just kind of, you know, make them for what works for you. But I would think the next strategy I would definitely, you know, advocate for is to just start simple. Like don't go out and buy all the fancy fancy ingredients you see floating across the gorgeous pictures on Instagram.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Well, and the other thing is like, I'm a huge smoothie drinker. I love smoothies and I love changing up the recipe every day and doing something different. And for some people, it actually might be just add in a handful of spinach to your normal smoothie. Mm -hmm. You're adding some greens, but you're not actually taking out anything yet. You're actually just adding something in but people often think, "Oh, I have to remove, remove, remove." Well, maybe mm-hmm. you just need to add one or two things.
0: Yeah. I did that with my breakfast um cuz I Okay, so when growing up, uh, my vegetables consisted of corn, which we know is not, you know, <laughs> Anything and canned green beans, and that was that was it. I mean, my mom, you know, like they would fix peas, and I despise peas, so I'd put about five on my plate and I'd swallow them down first thing, and then you know, okay, I have my vegetable for the day. Um, and I, and so I didn't really eat vegetables, and I really didn't eat vegetables a lot until I started to try to clean up my diet. Um, and so I knew that was one thing I definitely needed to do was to add in more vegetables, and so I started with you know, with my scrambled eggs in the morning, I would just add in a handful of spinach and didn't, you know, it didn't really, for me, like I could handle it that way rather than eating like a whole like just spoonful of cooked spinach. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good great acid, idea. A yeah. So, so like you said, I think you think that you make a good point and like, it doesn't have to be removed unless of course you're, you know, testing like for food sensitivity. Um, you know, it can be adding in so that you're, you know, you're also finding, you know, a way to improve your overall health um, without, you know, an easing into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, okay. Um, okay. So I always like to ask the question, um, to my guests that what is your best piece of advice for someone who, you know, maybe wants to improve their lifestyle into something healthier, but they're completely overwhelmed, um, with all of the information. So, I mean, you know, if someone came to you and said, okay, Kat, how do I get started? Like, what's
1: your, what's your best piece of advice for them? Yeah, that is such a tough question. (laughs) But I think I would have to ask them a few follow-up questions of, is it something in your diet that you're feeling like maybe off? Like maybe you do have stomach aches or migraines or your face is breaking out or you have eczema or something like that. Um, But finding what's the problem that you really want to solve And then working from there. But again, I think going back to just trying one thing at a time, I think I've been guilty of trying a few things at once Mm -hmm. and then if it gets better, I don't actually know which of the five made me feel better or products I switched out or whatever the case may be. And so just try one thing, adding in one thing or taking out one thing. And maybe again, going back to something that you're not emotionally attached to, that's okay. Start there, build up some confidence, and then you can, you can keep going after that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you've heard it there. That is Kat's advice for how you can get started. So before we um, leave tonight, um, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you out there on the internet?
1: Yes. So I am at crunchycat.com and I'm crunchycat on Instagram. And so it's crunchy with a C, but cat with a K. And I'm also on Facebook, crunchycat. That's pretty much where you can find me, those three places. All right.
0: And when you go to um, our cat's website, I believe she has a free download of five, uh, what is it?
1: Yeah, it's five on your way to, to a fruit-free smoothie. So it's five smoothie recipes that you can download. Some have fruit in them and some don't, but we ease you into it so that you don't have to commit to doing a fruit-free smoothie right away.
0: Okay. And tell me the um, what's the, what's the goal behind a fruit? Why would someone want to drink a fruit-free smoothie over a fruit-filled smoothie?
1: Yes, that's a great question. So this is more coming from a place that helped me personally, mm-hmm. but I realized I was adding in just a lot of fruit for my morning smoothie. As I mentioned, I'm a big smoothie drinker and I was adding in a lot of fruit. And what would happen is even though my smoothie was really, was full of good things and don't get me wrong, fruit is a really great thing. I was getting really hungry by like 1030 in the morning and wanting my lunch right away. Mm-hmm. And so actually it was Kelly Levesque, the woman I mentioned earlier and her book and kind of what she's about. She's all about the fruit free smoothies. She calls it her fab four smoothie. So she adds in protein, fat, fiber, and greens. And so and at the most you do like A quarter cup of fruit could be berries, other fruit, just for kind of added flavor. Especially if you're scared to commit to the Mm -hmm. full-on fruit-free version, (laughs) Uh, which is fine. It's just fine. Some of the recipes, like I said in this download that I have, has some fruit in it. But getting you so that you can make it to lunch and not have your blood sugar be all over the place. Which again, for me, was something that I was struggling with. And so I wanted to take out a lot of the fruit, make it to lunch feeling like I wasn't starving by 10.30 or that I just was so ravenous I would eat anything in sight. And so then I could make healthy choices for lunch and not derail my whole day by just adding in way too much fruit for my smoothie.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that because I know that when I have made fruit smoothies before in breakfast, that's part of the reason why I haven't is because I do feel so hungry. So maybe I needed to, you know, cut back on the natural sugars that were in the fruit and add in maybe some protein and some fiber that is a little more filling. That's a good idea. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Awesome. And we will leave, um, links to all the resources we talked about, um, in the show notes as well as all the links to find cat out there on the internet. But thank you so much for joining me tonight to talk about, um, a, a topic that I know we talk about a lot on the podcast, but I think it's very important, which is finding, you know, what works for you and then just embrace it, embrace it and go with it. So thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a
0: pleasure to be here. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed um, my conversation with Kat today. And as always, you can find this episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or or you can go to www.waterlessandwellness.org forward slash podcast and find cats episode number 24, as well as all the other episodes and listen directly from there. So with that being said, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Waterless and Wellness podcast. Let's keep the conversation flowing inside our private Facebook community at www.waterlessandwellness.org forward slash Facebook group in this group you can connect with like-minded women just like you all working to press that reset button on life and start creating a fulfilled life around eating well living well and traveling often and do you know someone who's looking for that same change in life if so let's grow our community and go ahead and share this podcast with them if you absolutely love this episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to the podcast to, to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone, based on my own experiences, and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.